Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. All right, so we are in the series called Living Wisely. Living Wisely. And uh, Elder Jay came here last week. He came guns blazing and he preached a storm. Were you not blessed? I was utterly blessed. The man spoke powerfully and blessed us so much. And uh, this week, um, we are continuing on the same uh, message of uh, the living wisely. And it's going to be a sermon series for the whole month. And um, just to live wise. And I love this very much because if you think about it, last month we were talking about living your dream. And, and what better way to live your dream than to live wisely? The only way that you are going to get your dream is by living wisely. All right. Uh, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> ah, thank you so much, Hilly. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, we are continuing on that series of living wisely. Who knows that you have got to live wise in your life? You need wisdom in your life. The Bible says that wise people build. If you are going to build something in your life, you have got to have in your bag wisdom. Amongst the tools that you must carry, you must carry wisdom. Because then you can have the materials, you can have everything that you need to build. But if you don't have wisdom, you are not going to like what you are building. If you don't have wisdom, you are not going to like the family that you are building. If you don't have wisdom, you are not going to like the, the, the ministry that God has called you to. If you don't have wisdom, you are not going to like your job. Because it is with wisdom that you have got to build in your life. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, 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 we are continuing on that to say that you need to start living wisely in order to become a builder in your life. Amen. And God has given us the gift of life and he wants us to live it wisely. So without wisdom, you are soon going to hate what you are doing. If you don't live wisely, imagine at work and you are an unwise employee, uh, you know, causing strife at work and, you know, fighting with other employees and all those things. Sooner or later, you're going to feel like the walls of your job are closing in on you. If you are not living wise, you are shrinking your world. Your world becomes small if you are not making wise decisions in life. But if you are going to live wisely, your horizons are broadened and are widened. If you are living wisely, you have to understand that wisdom gets you to a level where you can expand and increase and actually love what you are building. Amen. So it is through wisdom that we have got to build and it is only the wise people that the Bible says that they are builders. Amen. Also, please do understand the book of Proverbs 24 says that uh, a wise man is strong. Not only do you need wisdom to do things in your life, but also you need wisdom for strength. Wise people have got strength. Now, life is difficult, and if you are going to live it foolishly, <laughs> you are going to find yourself in a position where you are not just weak, 
but you're going to find yourself stranded because wisdom gives you strength. Amen. And so as a result, we must understand that the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. That means that in all the things that you need to get, the Bible implores us to get wisdom. Because it says that wisdom is supreme. Let me say this. Wisdom is bigger than money. Wisdom is bigger than possessions. If you get everything without wisdom, you are soon going to lose everything. Because it takes wisdom to get things, but also it takes wisdom to maintain and sustain things. Without wisdom, all that you have, you are soon to lose it. Let me take it further. If you don't have the wisdom and you don't leave your children with wisdom, all that you are going to leave with them, they are going to squander it because it takes wisdom to sustain the things that you are going to leave with them. If you are not a wise builder today as a parent, you are not just doing injustice to yourself, but also to your children because wisdom must be there to sustain what you leave with them. So, get wisdom. Get wisdom. If, if, if I were to just quickly, just before we go any further, just define what wisdom can be. Uh, uh, you know, when you go to Hewlett Sugar Packets there at the restaurant, you know those ones where they give you that little bit of wisdom? <laughs> and then once you eat, you feel like you are wise now. <laughs> Uh, uh, the ones who wrote a quote to say that uh, wisdom or knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Yeah, yeah. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a, in a fruit salad. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Let me repeat it again. Yeah. Knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Yeah. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I remember that, I remember my son. My son is, he's a character. And I know if I said this and he heard me, he would get home and he would ask me a question to say that. So, Dad, if tomato is a fruit, does it mean that tomato sauce is a juice? <laughs> he likes pulling some stuff like that. And then we looked at the scripture for living wisely, even as we are talking about this subject in this month. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. And it says, See that you walk circumspectly. Somebody say circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16. The reason is because you have to redeem the time because the days are evil. The reason why you have to be wise is so that you will redeem the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, then do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And this morning, we are laboring on the subject, redeem the time. Father, we thank you for the, for the reading of your word. 
It is your word. It is the truth. It comes from you. Even as we receive it, Lord, this morning, we pray that, God, you will give it as bricks, Lord, that we will lay upon the foundations of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, last week, Elder J spoke about that in order, when we live wisely, we need to first walk circumspectly. I don't know if you heard this word last week, that we have to live circumspectly. Now, I'm a person who words mean something to me. So when I go into the word, I, I take words. They mean something to me because there's a reason why they are there. So when I see circumspectly, I don't just gloss over it. I need to find out what does that mean. Amen. So he says that we need to live wisely and walk circumspectly. Amen. Now, the word circumspectly means to live careful, to consider all circumstances and possible consequences. It is a Latin word that means to look around. Now, to live circumspectly is to live having a perspective of around. In other words, if you are going to live circumspectly, you have got to live in a way that you are alert and aware of your surroundings. To live circumspectly, or the word circumspectly, is also having the root word circum, which is a, a word that where we derive the word circumference. All right, Mets people. Now, circumference, I don't know, I don't know if you remember, circumference is the circle itself, right? So then it means that when you live circumspectly, you live as though you are in a circle. When you are going to make a decision, you have got to understand that within a circle, I have got to be aware of everybody around me. If I am going to make a decision in my life, I need to be alert of my environment, of my surroundings. Before I make a decision, I don't just jump into conclusions, but I need to step forward, backwards and just have a perspective of everything around me because in a circle, who knows that once you are living in a circle what goes around comes around, that means that if I am making a decision, I need to understand that my decision today will go around but will also find me as some place in my life, so when I live circumspectly, I don't live blindly but I live knowing that my decisions today affect my tomorrow Amen. he says walk wisely and live circumspectly as though you are in a circle, understanding and looking around, studying, looking that if I say yes, where does this yes going to lead me? If I say yes, who does this yes affect? Because if I'm going to make a decision, to understand that there are consequences of your decisions. Your decision that you're making today can come tomorrow either to bless you or it can come tomorrow to cause you pain or to cause you delays in life. If you don't live circumspectly, you are going to live with pain that by the way, you might not be able to recover from. Some decisions when you make them, they are generational. You might not be able to resolve them in this one lifetime. It might take you two lifetimes to rectify a problem that when you have, you were supposed to make it, you could have waited and looked circumspectly how it's going to affect your life. If you are going to redeem the time, you must live circumspectly, having considered everything around. And the reason why we do this is because we want to redeem the time. The book of Ephesians chapter 5, 16 says that the redeeming the time, why? 
because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are now, the reason why we need to redeem the time is because, really, the days are evil. And, and I understand where, you know, this scripture was written from, and I, I just imagine the days that they were living in, and already they were declaring them evil. And yet, more than many, many years ahead of time, where we are today, I still believe that the days are more evil than they were. Please do understand, when they were writing the scripture, when they're saying that the days are evil, they were not saying that they will end when they are done writing. The days are still evil. And you want to redeem the time because not only are the days evil, but the days are changing. The times are changing. And when the times are changing, if I don't become wise, I am going to be dragged along in life by the change or if I don't make the changes myself I am going to be dragged in life because decisions sometimes have got to be made when the times are changing now please to understand not only are the times changing but the times are advancing Technology is, is making things much simpler, much better, and people now are desiring faster things, faster Wi-Fi, faster internet, fast food. We are demanding, we are, have a high demand for things that are going to happen now. So not only are times changing, not only are times uh, uh, advancing, but times when they are advancing, they are also increasingly becoming evil. And so, because of that, we have got to redeem the time. And I believe that the days are evil because the devil is busy at work. And what is the devil wanting to do with the time? The devil wants to steal the time. And the reason why the days are evil is because Satan has gone out full force to steal time. The Bible says that he is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And I believe one of the things that the devil wants to do is to steal, to steal time from the children of God. So that we never have the time to do anything. You want to redeem the times in your life because if you don't, you will not even walk in your purpose. You will not live in your purpose. You will not have the time to live in your purpose because the enemy is stealing your time. And one of the things that I believe that the enemy is doing when he is stealing time is that he is causing us to be distracted. I believe that even as the children of God, we are more distracted than we have ever been. When it was time for prayer, now it's time for TikTok and Instagram and WhatsApp. You are distracted. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe that one of his greatest weapons is to distract us. So that we don't see that time is going. When you are distracted, it is easy to, to steal from you. When I have distracted you, it is easy to destroy you. When I have distracted you, it is easy to destroy you. Now you need to listen this morning because your distractions are going to get you in trouble. The enemy is not here playing. He's out doing a job. And if you're a child of God, you cannot afford to mess up with time. You need to redeem the time. Because the time that you are not spending, the enemy is stealing from you and your children. If you are not redeeming the time, if you are not walking wisely, the decisions that you are making are making you to be lazy, to procrastinate. You believe that you can do it tomorrow when God gave you the opportunity to do it today. Wake up from your slumber because when God gives you today, he says that work today. You will not have the time tomorrow for tomorrow has got its own worries. Don't take to 
tomorrow what God has given you an opportunity to do today. I will do it next time. I will do it tomorrow. Just a little slumber. The Bible says that a little slumber and poverty is upon you. We are procrastinators. Redeeming the time. Why? Times and the days we are living in are evil. If we don't understand how the enemy is entertaining us lately, we will miss out on redeeming the time. One episode of Netflix calls for another episode. Another episode. Now I'm clued up. The whole four hours, five hours in the afternoon is gone. Why? Because the enemy wants to distract me. Why? So that I don't spend time to work on my destiny. So if you don't have the time, by the time you wake up, you are 50 or 60 years old, you don't have the strength anymore. You have a dream, you have a desire, but you don't longer have the time. Your knees are no longer allowing you to do what you need to do. Why? Because you, you procrastinated and wasted time. If you are not going to wake up and redeem the time, by the time you wake up, time would have left because there's no bank where we can go and deposit time. There is no place where we can go and invest time. The Bible says, well, you have to understand that if time is, lo is lost, there is no way of redeeming it back. Once time is gone, it's gone. You either use it or you either lose it. You either use the time that you have or you lose the time. You cannot save it. You cannot save it. There will never be this Sunday again. There will never be this moment again. Amen. Amen. As a result, we need to understand that we need to spend our time prudently. Prudently. These are big words, eh? <laughs> in other words, prudently means that we need to live our lives in a way that shows care and thought for the future. If we are going to redeem time, we need to use our time prudently. Somebody say prudently. I know you've never said this word before. But it has to be in your vocab now. <laughs> so, in other words, you have got to live at, in a way that shows care for the future. Why are you laboring so much early in the morning? You are waking up before time, before the chickens. Why are you, are you sweating so much like this? It's because you understand the future. You think about the future. If you don't have the image and the perception of the future in your life, your hands will do nothing. Yeah. It, the Bible said that mind your business and then what? Work with your hands. If there was nothing that you are, if you are not minding the future, your hands will not do anything. Yeah. Yes. 
If your mind is not filled with the thoughts of the future, your hands will not respond. When I see you working, it tells me that there was something in your mind. When I see you laboring hard, when you're waking up and studying, it's because there was something in your mind. You are thinking about a future. Watch out, Noah. Why is Noah working so much? It's because God showed him the future. And therefore, every day, he took some time to go and take the plans and the measurements that God gave him. What was Noah doing? Noah had the end in mind. He had the sound of rain when God was speaking to him. And the man did not rest. He woke up every day to go and lay a piece unto the assignment that God called him to. Why are you working, Noah, when people are having fun? Why are you sacrificing your time? Why are you busy when other people are going to places? It's because I have understanding of the future in mind. The man was working. He had a concept of the future in mind. Why are you working? What is it in your mind? You cannot have the future in mind and be sleeping for more than 24 hours. At 10 o'clock, you are still sleeping, rolling on your bed. If you have the mindset of the future, you will your, your desire and the future will wake you in the middle of the night. You cannot be busy doing nothing. There was nothing to do. What future is in your mind? Without a future, you will not put in the work. Not only do I have to live wisely, but I need to spend my time prudently. Prudently. I love you, my friend, but my time with you is not prudent. It's nice to hang out, but it's not prudent. It is not producing anything that has to do with my future. If, if, if they are not in your future, why are they in your present? The, the problem with not having an image of the future is because you are going to attract everybody and anybody in your life. Think that they play a part in your life. Candy, they do not. If, they, if you don't see them in your future, leave them even in the present because they are going to become the reason why you don't... If it's not in your future, what is it doing in your present? That is why you need to live circumspectly. Regulate, maintain, delete, erase, unfollow, uh, uh, block, you know, uh, 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 uninstall. You know, you need to work it. Why? Because it's not taking me to my future. And what am I doing with it? It's going to become a delay in my life. Watch this. You are carrying these things unto your future. The reason why your future is, is delayed is because you are... They are here. They are eating on your budget. They are spending on you. You are the one paying. You are the one settling the bills. You are the one. They, they know how to use you. What's this? As long as you are dysfunctional, they are enjoying you. They enjoy your dysfunctionality. They're, listen, there are people in life. There are people in life. All that they want is for you to remain dysfunctional. They love it when you are depressed. 
Yeah, yeah. They, they, they love it when you are depressed and mourning because your brokenness feeds them. What are you up to? I know you. I, they know your brokenness. What are you up to? I know you. Let, let, let's go out. Let's go have some, some glass of wine. Let's go, let's go do something. Why? Because without your brokenness, they, their life is on standstill. I need to speak to somebody this morning who's got a future in mind. I need to tell you, you need to get rid of the things that are distracting you to get to your future now. As long as you're broken, they're okay with you. They love it when you're mourning. They love it when you're single. Because then you, you've got time for them. That is why once you got married, they disappeared, some of them. It's not a bad thing. My time is occupied now. So they cannot now benefit from your dysfunction. So, so, so now they have to get... Do understand, you, to redeem the time, you need to be wise. Yes. Yes. See, see them coming from far. Yeah. See, see from a DM when it slides in into your phone. It's about to waste my time. See from a text of an ex that is coming back to you. It's about to waste your time. Not all the offers in your life, they are going to take you to your dream. Some things are there to delay you to waste your time. Is it an opportunity or it's a waste of time? That is why you have to live wisely. Because we are living in evil times, in desperate times. People are so desperate that they are going to take anything and everything that comes. Even if it's going to derail them from the purpose and the plan of God for their lives. I need to then spend my time prudently. When I'm coming to church, I did not waste time. I just use my time prudently because better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. The Bible said that one day in the presence of God is like thousand days. In other words, when I come to the presence of God, I did not waste time. This one day is going to bring me years of the things that I lost in my life. This one day, it was not lost. I invested it. The reason why you almost missed the taxi is for this moment right here, so that you can redeem the time in the presence of God. I need to spend it prudently. Ephesians chapter 5, 16 again, in the Amplified, it says, making the very most of your time. Where? On earth. Watch this. It says, recognizing and taking advantage of each, what? And recognize opportunists. Okay? Yeah. Recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Why? The days are evil. evil. If you don't live wisely, you are going to miss out on an opportunity. Now, the thing with every opportunity in life is that it has a lifespan. Every opportunity has got a lifespan. The closing date is close. Every opportunity has got an expiry date. 
And because every opportunity has got a lifespan, it then must be seized within the lifespan of the opportunity. Every opportunity has got what? Lifespan. And it must be seized within within the lifespan itself. Anything beyond its close date is a missed call. If you are not living your life wisely, you are going to miss out on opportunity. And so the enemy, your adversary, will stop at nothing to ensure that he distracts you from seeing opportunities. An opportunity will come before you and he will stop at nothing to ensure that you, either you do not recognize it or you miss it completely. What will he do, Pastor G? He will cause you not to prepare. He will cause you to take the time of preparation and udaleng While I am binge watching, I'm missing out on preparation. Now, watch out, David, because the reason why you are in the wilderness is not so that you don't have anything to do. It's because in the wilderness, while you are killing bears and lions, it's not just for fun, but it is preparation. He may not understand it, but God knows that he has placed him in obscurity for preparation. Now, my generation do not understand that because our time is, is, is calculated by TikTok time and Instagram time and every other two-minute thing that is out there because things mushroom on social media that give you heart attack. And you suddenly feel good. When did this happen? When did they go to college? When did they graduate? When did, how, how come are they driving a Lamborghini? What happened? But you don't understand that the seasons of obscurity in your life, they are not for you to browse and look at other people, but they are for you to prepare. Do understand that when you don't understand the times and you will not be able to redeem them, you are going to go into the wilderness. When you see a lion, you are going to run away. You don't understand why God has placed you here. You will come into a church where God is preparing you for something corporate to serve in the house of God, you will take it for granted because you don't understand its preparation for something great in your life. Every opportunity has got a lifespan. Once that portal opens up, you better be ready to seize the opportunity. Hallelujah. Time. Now, the first thing that we need to understand is how do we actually redeem the time, Pastor G? It's powerful, Leon. How do we redeem the time? All right? Am I doing okay? 
Okay. Ja, wo? Okay. Hey. <lacht> Please. Number one, if I am going to redeem the time, I need to understand times and seasons change. Understanding that the times and the seasons change will help you because God is always changing times and seasons. <laughs> Now, in order to do what he wants to do, God will change a season. God will change a season in your life. Because he wants to do something. Seasons change. If I don't have this understanding in my mind, I'm going to miss out on God. If ever there was something constant about God, it's change. God changes constantly. And if God changes constantly, if I am going to catch up on his will and his plan for my life, I need to be able to understand the seasons changing and the times changing. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says, And he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up Kings, my God. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Now, do understand what God is about to do in your life. God is about to change the seasons. And the, the, the reason why God changes the seasons is because you need to understand that whatever you are dealing with, you won't deal with it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever pain that you just felt is not going to stay there forever. Things are going to change. It's going to get better. I don't know who I need to remind this. I know you know this, but I need to say it. It's going to change. Yeah, circumstances are going to change. You may have lost them, but it's going to change. God one day was speaking to Noah after he had flushed the earth with water. He said, Noah, from now on, I'm going to make a vow to the nature. God, the Bible said, God said, as long as the earth remains, ah, come on, seed time will always be followed by harvest time. Yeah, he further said that as long as the earth remains, ah, darkness shall be followed by light. Winter shall be followed by summer. Yeah, yeah, that is why the Bible say that even though pain may enjoy for the night, but the joy comes in the morning. Why? He changes the times. He changes the seasons. God is not out there looking to sustain your injury, but God is going to change it. He's going to repair it. He's going to restore it. He's a God who changes times. It's going to change. You won't be at the bottom forever. Yeah, you won't be at home forever. It's going to change. And when God changes it, it's because he's got a plan and a will. And God will change it so that it favors you. The Bible said he removes kings and places kings. They won't stay in that seat forever that you've been looking for. They won't stay in that position forever. God pulls down kings and places kings. But God is about to change it seasons change seasons change and the time changes 
if we are going to redeem time, number two, we have to understand the times themselves. We need to understand time itself. Am I in the right house? We need to understand the times themselves. Now, watch this. The Bible says, when the times, in, in the book of First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, it says that of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of times. Now, watch this. It says that to know what Israel ought to do. If you don't understand the time, you will never know what to do. Also, if you are doing mm. and it's not the time, mm. that's a miscall. Yeah. 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 If you don't understand the times, you are going to lack preparation. Yeah. Now, when you know the time, you are, number one, going to have increased focus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I knew the time, suddenly I'm going to change my focus. I'm going to delete some things so that I focus on what's important. Why? I know the times. So, so in other words, when I then know the time, I focus on preparing. But not only do you have to prepare, you need to anticipate. There are people who prepare, but do not anticipate. <laughs> now, times are changing. And let me say this. What you are dealing with may be difficult now. But I want to declare to your soul this day that it is a sign that times are changing. A woman carrying a child for nine months, the alarm that times are changing is pain. Pain is a reminder that time has changed. The way that you've been looking at it has been skewed. Because you thought this was to destroy me. But it was to signal to you an alarm in your spirit that the time has changed. Now this pain is bringing you a a season. It is a sign that you are coming to an end of a season and entering and walking into another season. And this pain that you are carrying is in the right time. Come on somebody, don't think that it's not the right time. If it has come, it is the right time. It means that something is about to change in my life. Ah, come on. David, when David was going to his brothers, he did not know it was the time. All he saw was a Goliath. And and watch this. Goliath was not just a big man. But when David saw Goliath, he knew that it was a big change and a season to change in his life. In other words, Goliath was a sign that a season is ending and another is beginning. In other words, when I see Goliath, I know time for preparation has ended 
and I am anticipating on a new season in my life. When I see Goliath in my life, I know that time has come. I don't know what Goliath you just found out this morning. I don't know what Goliath you are fighting with right now. But I want you to change your mentality. Because you thought that it was going to be an end. But it's a sign that you are moving from one season to another. Goliath was necessary to end preparation, yeah, David. That is why when he appeared, David marched to the battlefield. Why? Preparation time had ended. It's time for kingship. The time. The time. <laughs> Watch this. When there was no Goliath yet, does not mean I'm going to do nothing. I am going to prepare, anticipate, because my focus requires that. And when I have done that, watch this, when my time comes, I will not need help. Because that's what preparation was for. Bambono David, they are scared, they think he's unprepared. They go and get some garments to clothe him because they think he's unprepared. When you are avoiding preparation in your life and you are wasting time, you will go to places where Bazognira in so that because you are not prepared. There are people who think the only way to prepare for an opportunity is to get something, is to own somewhere, something to prepare you for the opportunity. If you are not prepared for the opportunity, because you are not prepared. If you are not prepared, you are going to wear everything. And anything. Because you are not prepared. If you are not prepared for your final exams, which are coming in a couple of days, you will go to places so that you become smart overnight. You do not understand the times. Redeem the times by preparation now. They were trying to put some things on him. Because they thought he was not prepared. Yes. Can I say this? If you are going to seize an opportunity, make sure you are prepared. Yeah. There was nothing painful than a person who got an opportunity. They are not prepared at all. Hey. You know, he got it. Yeah. But immediately when he got into that room of an opportunity, yes. when he, they opened their mouths, it's embarrassment after embarrassment. Yes. You will embarrass yourself when you seize an opportunity without preparation. Yeah. Because when doors open, you will have to speak smart yeah. Yeah. in front of some people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What do you think is going to maintain you in that room of greatness? Mm. It's, it's living wisely yeah. with full preparation in your life. Yeah. Because once that happens, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Mm. Yeah. You just live yeah. and walk wisely. Yeah. And you are sustained in a room. Yeah. There are a lot of people who have entered rooms and got kicked out. Yeah. There are a lot of celebrities that the doors opened. Yeah. And they got the opportunity. Yeah. But because they lack wisdom, wisdom yes. they prepared only the vocal cords yeah. and the talent. But they did not prepare the, the wisdom, yeah. the, the, the brains. Yeah. That is why Imalizia yes. Liwa, right in front of them. Yeah. 
because they thought preparation is just a matter of skill. Kanti yeah. character is preparation. Yeah. It must be prepared as well. Amen. So I need to understand the times so that I know what to do. Now, the third thing, if I'm going to redeem the time, I need to understand there was time for everything. Now, everything becomes great and produces great results when it is done in its time. The Bible says everything is beautiful in its time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says that to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And he has made everything beautiful in its time. Now there's a time for everything. Today it's their time. Don't be moved. Don't be moved. To everything there is time. Don't look at their success and allow it to cause you anxiety and depression that will overlay overlay the curtains at your home and cry and moan and not want to be functional because you are looking at everything that they are doing, not understanding that they may get it today, but my time is coming and tomorrow it will be my time. I'm not discouraged because I know my time is coming. You can have fun, it's okay, but my time is coming. And by the way, I'm not going to be, I'm going to celebrate you. Why? Because my time is coming. My celebration of you is an indication that I've got my, my thing coming up. It is an indication that I am aware that it is closer now. It won't be too long when you are getting yours. I know it's not too long. Soon you'll be celebrating with me as well. Know that there was a time for everything. Amen. And everything in its time. Yeah. Embrace being single. It's the time for it. Prepare thoroughly. Married people, that's the advice that we are giving them, right? Yes. There is time for everything. Okay. My time. We are done. Number four, we need to understand that if we are going to redeem the time, you must have this conviction in you that your time will come. Your time will come. Your time will come. Look into your neighbor and say that your time will come. While you're waiting and preparing, please prepare thoroughly for your time. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift. (laughs) Nor the battle to the strong. Nor bread to the wise. Nor riches to men of understanding. Nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen 
to them all. The time will happen even to you. Who knows that success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. So while you are in your time, prepare thoroughly because your time is going to come. It will be a shame to your time comes and you did not prepare thoroughly. You will cry and moan in a beautiful place. Feel like you are out of place. Feel like you don't belong. And the only reason is because you did not prepare. So when your time has not yet come, know that your time is coming. Jesus knew that his time was coming. Even when Peter was trying to talk him out that you are not going to die, Jesus rebuked because he knew his time is coming. When they were trying to say that you are not going to die, Jesus knew his time is coming. The man lived for three years and in that three years he had done everything and anything that needs to be done. Why? He understood his time is coming. And the Bible says then, when, 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 when they're talking about it, it says that in the fullness of time, you see, there was a time for everything, but in the fullness of time, nobody is going to hold what you, you've been carrying for nine months. When the time comes, nobody is going to hold what you have been carrying all along. Why? Because the time has come. They cannot take it away from you. They will not be able to steal it from you. Why? Your time has come and nobody is going to steal it from you. Last one. We are done. We are done. Lastly, we need to understand, if we are going to redeem the time, we need to understand that we should not waste time. You should not waste time while it's not showing. Okay. Lastly, you have to know not to waste time. Time wasted never returns. So then walk and live your life circumspectly, knowing that what goes around comes around. If, if then I know that my time will come, then it informs me today not to waste my time. That book of Psalms says that teach us to number our days, that we may gain the heart of wisdom. Number your days. Your days are numbered. They are measured. But also you need to measure the number of your days. Measure them. Know that Monday is not a Babalazi day, but Monday is a day to prepare. Tuesday is not a day to waste, but it is a day to prepare. Wednesday is not just a midday, but it is a day to prepare for what is coming. First day is not Pusa first day. No, it is the day to become I'm productive. Teach me to number my days so that on Fridays I don't say that I am tired because of the whole week. Therefore, let me put down my tools. But to number my days and to know that I don't have any time to waste. Some of you, you don't have time anymore. You cannot afford the extravagance that you are bringing in your life. You cannot afford the going out that you are doing. You cannot afford the not praying that you are doing. If you knew your days, you would pray effectively. If you knew your and numbered your days properly, you could be fasting and preparing. If you knew that your days are numbered, you could have been outworking yourself because teach me to number my days that I may gain wisdom. I am done. Can we just stand up on our feet? Let's stand on our feet. We're going to pray.
Now, that's how we redeem the time. That's how you redeem the time. Now, this is bonus. It's The word redeem is the same word that is used when we are coming to salvation. That word there. Redeem the time. The Bible says that we were redeemed by his blood. And the Bible says that the, the redemption, when it happened, it is that you know, God gave Christ so that he can go and, 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 and go to those who were under the curse of the law to redeem them from the curse of the law because they had, we had sinned and all that we were destined for is death. The Bible says that every soul that sinned, uh, all that it was expected to them, uh, it was death. So then in other words, you have to understand that without the redemption, our destination was death. But watch this, to redeem us, from the curse of the law. God gave his best. God made a sacrifice to take you and I out of our sinful nature and redeemed us by his blood. Watch this. God didn't just give out his son, but God redeemed us by the blood. There was a sacrifice. He died on the cross to redeem my life, you and I. So then the word redeem for me is not a light word because it signifies that there must be a sacrifice. I will have to sacrifice the pleasure to redeem the time. I will have to leave some things in order to get some things. I will have to let some things go in order to redeem the time. These five things, if I don't understand that they won't be easy to do, but I will have to make the sacrifice that I can get them. It is redemption. It requires a sacrifice. Redeem the time. God redeemed us from the curses of the law by giving out and sacrificing his son. Don't think that you are going to redeem the time without sacrificing. Sacrifice Netflix if you have to. If it is causing you destruction, sacrifice it. If, if it is disturbing you, sacrifice it. If it's not working towards your destiny, sacrifice it. Redeem the time. Be intentional. Redeem the time. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.